You're listening to Reckless at Best, two guys who know everything about nothing. We're glad you're here, so tighten those bootstraps, hold on to that oh shit handle. This could get bumpy. Welcome back to Reckless at Best. He's Chris Zawatsky. I'm Tyler Larson. Glad How we doing? Us. How we doing tonight, my friend? I am. I'm. You know what? I'm doing well. I uh, just got home from work and oh, glad to be done with today. Pretty easy day, but just you know, glad to be home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, starting next week, I'll be starting a new job, so it'll be interesting as well. Myself, yeah. uh, at the same time as you, maybe later. Yeah, probably later. Yeah, at least to start. But I'll work it around when it comes to kids, of course. Right, right, right. So, hey, what do you say we just kick it right off here? Uh, and uh, let's get to the one game this past week that uh, we haven't covered yet, and simply because it was Monday Night Football. Okay. How the Giants were leading most of that game is beyond me, first of all. Yeah, uh, they they hang in, or excuse me, they hung in tight with the Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, it was. It, I know we were both watching the game going, you know, the Giants are going to win this game. The Giants win this game, and then in true Giants fashion, they they didn't win the game, which you know I think is was a questionable non-call at the game. Blah 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 blah. But uh, you know, long story short, they lost. Yep. Oh, sorry about that. Computer decided to turn on a little bit. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Giants are the Giants. You can see that they're getting there. It's just not going to be for maybe another year. Uh, but I think if it proved anything, it proved that the uh, Bucks might be beatable. Well, uh, I don't think there's a doubt that they're beatable. Uh, but 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 I get where you're going with that point. I think what would have made uh, the Giants' season a little better, and definitely this game too, is not having Saquon Barkley and him being out for the year. That is uh it kind of eliminates the threat of the run for the Giants. Now I know they brought in Devontae Freeman. Boom, he got hurt. He's out. He's out. You know, so then they brought in um um oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. He was a longtime running back for the uh Cowboys actually and, and Jason Garrett had a lot to do with bringing him over. Alfred Morris. Um was their main Wayne Gallman, yep. And then Alfred Morris they kind of split snaps and and I think Probably uh, Alfred Morris had a little bit of a better game. Just consistently, he had better runs, more more so than Wayne Gallman. Now, uh, Wayne Gallman had 44 yards on the ground, which definitely helps. But uh, if you want to be competitive, I think we have to run for more than 44 yards. But it is the Giants, and and they're getting what they can. But um, uh, yeah, the the Bucks definitely showed some weaknesses. The Giants were able to run the ball in that vaunted defense that people were saying that that you just can't run on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the one thing about that game is if Saquon's in that game, they rush for 100 yards. I don't see why there's no way he doesn't rush for 100 yards. You know, you lose your number one runner. Uh, like you were saying, it's just one of the hardest things to do. Then you pick up a number two who end up you losing to. Uh, so to be able to come in at a just a weak running game already as it is right now, I mean, I, I can't argue with the fact that they still got 101 yards on the ground. I, in my, I still think that's pretty damn good. Um you know, but the biggest thing about it is, is Daniel Jones goes 25 for 41 with 256, throws two touchdowns, but he throws two picks. Right. And those two picks are costly. Yep. Yep. I mean, you look at this way, Tampa Bay didn't score a touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, just shows that that defense was either holding strong or the offense came in thinking they were going to dominate this game and did nothing. You know, they picked up Blake Martinez on the defensive side of the football a couple of years ago from Green Bay, and he's the play caller uh, on defense. But outside of him, it's not like they have any 
uh, really big names on defense. So the fact that they were able to hold up that well uh, against the Bucks offense, we know the Bucks offense is going to score to- score points. They're going to move the ball. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, boy, oh boy, they they didn't. All around, the Giants really didn't play a bad game. No, 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 not at all. I mean, you know, you look at the first half, Giants up 14-6 in the first half, 15 first downs versus 10 first downs. Uh, just shows that their offense is working a little bit better than their, and their defense was holding strong. Now, you got to play 60 minutes of football. You don't win at 30 minutes. You win at 60 minutes of football. And without that, that's why they lost that game. Very much so. Now, like I said, you know, they had that controversial no call on the uh, defensive pass interference. Well, they called it and then picked the flag up for the two-point conversion for the Giants to tie the game. That would have pretty much sent the game into overtime. Uh, But it is what it is. Uh, I think if, you know, Daniel Jones throws that ball uh, a a second sooner, it's a completion, you know, unless the receiver drops it. But – Usually that that's going to be a, a just an easy pitch and catch, but um, uh, yeah, with, with Daniel Jones two touchdowns, two picks, that was really close to my pick last week. I thought he was going to go three touchdowns for two picks, um, <laughs> and you had what two touchdowns, one pick. So we two kinda, touches, one. We, we kind of split the difference there. <laughs> we kind of did. Uh, if you look at the receivers for the Giants, Sterling Shepard eight receptions, seventy four yards. Evan Ingram, Ingram, that stud tight end, five receptions for sixty one yards. Uh, Darius Slayton, who is, uh, <clears throat> you could argue, is Daniel Jones' uh, favorite target. Five receptions for 56 yards. Golden Tate only had two targets all night, but he did catch both of them, with, and he caught a touchdown. That that touchdown, that could have won the game, or could have brought him to overtime. And, and, and Yeah, exactly. Um, but that is uh, Golden Tate's 123rd game with one reception. That's third longest streak, active streak in the NFL. <laughs> only behind uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Julio Jones. So Larry Fitzgerald's leading the pack with that. But um, He won't give that up. I think Fitz yeah. is up to 250-plus now. Yeah. But, I mean, that it, it's it's a good, reliable veteran target for Daniel Jones that I would probably use, if I were in Jones's position, use him as that safety net just in case. you want Your burners are, are Darius Slayton and Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate's not going to burn anybody over the top. He's fast, but he's not he's not a burner. So use him as your safety valve when that deep shot's not there or or what have you. Golden Tate is usually going to be open. He's just he's just a good wide receiver that can do that. So Yep. Well now if we want to talk about the Buccaneers, the biggest thing coming out is now it's week nine, which means Mr. Antonio Brown has been activated from the suspension list and he's able to play his first snap of football in twenty twenty. Uh, Bruce Arians did come out and say it wasn't an easy decision to sign. We know Tom Brady was behind that. I mean, come on, it's almost obvious. Right. Uh, but he did come down and say that if he is guilty on those two counts, they're going to let him go. Uh, court appearance won't be till December, could be pushed back because of COVID-19 with everything going on. Uh, so does Antonio Brown play the full season in Tampa Bay this year? The rest of the season, I guess. I, I think he does. Uh, the only thing that would that would bar that is, is his court case coming up uh, as early as um, – December, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and you may have said that, but if if the court finds him guilty, well, he won't be on the team anymore for the Buccaneers. But if they don't find him guilty on his uh, two counts of sexual assault, uh, then he's going to be with him. And and I would expect if 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 he plays all of this year, there's no issue in the courts, uh, and he comes out fine and clear on the other side, 
Uh, I would expect to see him in Tampa Bay for a couple of years. Um, I know they, they're just picking him up on one year, but if he comes out and does well and the Buccaneers make the playoffs, which they probably will, and they win a playoff game, which they probably will, um, expect to see uh, Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay for, for at least a couple of years, I think. Well, you're adding, you're adding Antonio Brown to the wide receiving core of Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, Scotty Miller. I mean, just the names on this defense, on this, I'm sorry, wide receiver core is going to be almost scary. Yeah. So I, I just think it's something to watch out for. You know, we haven't played Tampa Bay yet. And we're going to play Tampa Bay. You know, Minnesota is going to play Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown on the team. So. Yeah, and you guys as young corners and inexperienced defensive back. Backs. Well, and then we got a corner who, uh, thankfully, he has all feelings. Cameron Dantzler does have all feelings in his arm and legs after that scary injury. Uh, obviously, they're expecting him to be done for the year. Um, but uh, good signs. We got to mess up with him. Yep. So. Um, yeah, really, 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 really good game on Monday Night Football. I don't think anybody expected it to be that good, but uh, I, I kind of thought it was going to be a blowout early. Uh, but it wasn't. The Giants were winning, uh, and they were winning till the end, and well, till the third quarter. But uh, and then they they traded blows back and forth, and back and forth. No, and I, think, I think they had to lead till the fourth. They did. Did they? Okay. Well, there you go. Oops, sorry about that. Drop something. My apologies. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they didn't give it the lead to the fourth quarter. And I mean, it wasn't that Tampa Bay didn't have much of a lead after that anyway. Yeah. So, so moving on, big news out of the uh, mixed martial arts world. Anderson Silva, if you haven't already seen this, did officially retire. Uh, his final fight was uh, last weekend against Uriah Hall. Uh, Silva got knocked out, TKO in the fourth round. Finished his career 34 11 and 0. Uh, but this is interesting. In his last nine fights, he went one and seven with one yep. no contest. Yep. Anderson Silva, you know, you can tell he was aging. He was aging out of the ring. I mean, after his first knockout that he had, I think it was against Leota. Uh, when Leota knocked him out, uh, I kind of just kind of set him down after that. Uh, Anderson Silva's past his prime. I mean, the man's still an amazing fighter. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think he's an incredible for the UFC and especially for the middleweight and light heavyweight divisions. Uh, happy to retire. It would have been great to see him retire with a win. Uh, I just feel like his days were kind of over. I mean, the biggest thing is he holds the record for the longest title reign in UFC. He was a, uh, he was a champion for 2,457 days. Wow. So, man was a good fighter in his prime. He is obviously he's past it. I'm glad he got his retirement match or fight. Uh, so good for him. Uh, and now he will be able to retire in happiness and in a lot of pain. With lots of money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I mean, you think of the names that have fought uh, Anderson Silva, uh, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, uh, Uriah, uh, just a lot of big names. Rich Franklin. Um, he fought with Franklin during his prime too. Uh, so I just think, uh, good for him. Uh, you know, he's got five kids to take care of now, so he'll be able to enjoy the dad life a little bit longer. Yeah. Let's keep it in the fighting world. Uh, we've got something else next on the docket, if you will. Um, uh, but I want to skip down to this, uh, just cause it flows right in line. Uh, Mike Tyson 
uh, coming out of retirement after years and years and years. I don't know if you could ever say a fighter is really in retirement. They they all say they're in retirement, but they all come out of retirement to do a fight. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's done the same thing. Now Mike Tyson's doing it. Uh, but he's 54 years old. Roy Jones is 51. They're not young bucks anymore. No. Um, there's no question both of them are still in awesome shape. Uh, they kept their bodies well. Mike Tyson especially seems like in the last few years, handful of years, has really gotten back uh, into that fighting shape. I, I, I definitely wouldn't want to piss him off, uh, that's for sure. But uh, uh, going to be a good fight. It's, it was pushed back. November 28th is where, when it's going to be now, Staples Center in L.A. It was going to be in September, but of course because of um, COVID – in the craziness that it is in this world, uh, they did have to push that back. But they have announced there are going to be no fans in attendance. Mm-hmm. It's an exhibition fight, so mm-hmm. I believe it's an eight-round exhibition fight. Um, I believe it's eight rounds. Uh, there's a fight card, including uh, in that fight card. I cannot believe I'm saying this is Jake Paul and. Nate Robinson, the basketball player. So Jake Paul, the internet celebrity, and Nate Robinson, the basketball player, will also have a fight there. Uh, Hugh Jack and Blake McKernan uh, McCur- will also have a fight. And uh, Vidal Ridley and Rashad Coulter will also have a fight. Um, the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight will be six rounds. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's an exhibition for charity. Uh, but I think it'll be kind of interesting to watch that fight. Uh, the Tyson Roy Jones. I mean, obviously they fought each other back in years past. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to see him fight now. Is that a pay-per-view fight, Tyson and Jones? Yeah, and I believe it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, it is expensive, but I mean, it is it, it's pro boxing. The fight or the uh, the problem with with pay-per-view fighting fight or boxing fights or MMA fights is, and I have to go back to when uh, Rousey <laughs> came <laughs> back and got uh, licked in the first round. <laughs> Seconds. People paid all this money to watch the fight, and it was over. I know. I think you and I were watching it together, and or maybe not. One of the two, I don't remember, but uh, uh, house. Yeah, and we just looked at each other. What the hell? Like it was over. I I did not expect Holly to win that fight, and and she did. Um, but uh, Ronda Rousey next, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Uh, but big fight coming up November 28th, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Um, if you want to get it, I, I would, you know, highly advise it. It's going to be a really good fight. It's just going to good. It's, it's going to be good to see Mike Tyson fight again. I want to see how well he is uh, and, and how much in shape he still is. I, I, I have no, no doubt that, you know, he's, he's hired the best trainers and, and uh, has been eating right for several years now to get back in fighting shape, but uh, going to be a good one. Going to be a good one. Have you seen his new training video? No, I haven't. Oh my God, I wish I looked like that when I was his age. I really wish I will when, I, when I'm his age, but I'll probably have a beer gut that goes out to my knees. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of excited to see this fight. Um, you know, I, we were never in the age when Tyson was famous. You know, we weren't old enough to understand it. Uh, but we obviously have seen the popular side of Mike Tyson. Uh, so I think it'll be kind of interesting to see the fight. <clears throat> be cool if you rode in on his tiger. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my tiger. <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> it is my plot. <laughs> oh, well, let's go to something, uh, a sport that's a little more calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exact opposite, actually. Yeah, quite quiet. Uh, we brought it up a couple couple episodes ago. Uh, could have been a few episodes ago, but uh, of course the Masters start uh, in uh, this month as well. It's, uh, what's today, the fourth? In a week? In a week. It's next week. Yeah, week and one day they start. Uh, the the Masters do in Augusta, Georgia. 
Speaking of Georgia, sorry. For those of you that don't listen to us in the United States of America, it is currently the election. We obviously know how crazy the election is, and the TV's talking about Georgia. We'll just put it at that. Uh, but yes, the Masters will begin next Thursday. Obviously, no part three challenge. Uh, so there will be nothing on Wednesday. Obviously, they'll have their practice rounds, so you'll be able to catch some practice rounds on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, but Thursday, Thursday will be the first one. Defending champion, Tiger Woods. Never thought I'd say that in 2020. Going for a sixth green jacket, 97, 01, 02, 05, and then, of course, last year. So that was the big story last year when he had that 14-year drought. Now we all know what happened for a few years in there. Um, but that that <clears throat> didn't, didn't have, you know – I don't want to say it had nothing to do with his golf career because it affected it definitely, but it's Tiger Woods. I mean, you can't keep a great down forever, and it's, it is what it is. But surprisingly, Dustin Johnson, uh, in my book, comes in as the favorite. He's a PGA Tour uh, Player of the Year and the FedEx Cup champion, um, and he's, he's, he's coming in hot. So I expect him to probably not drop out of the top five or six. I, I just – I doubt it he will. I doubt he will. Unless he starts off his round, his first round poorly and care, just continues that and – uh, but uh, that's I think I'll just put that as a bold prediction that oh, I, he might win it. Yep, uh, Jordan Speed's another name to look at, obviously. Uh, Phil, Phil will be back. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how it goes. Uh, right now, uh, the Masters has uh, Bryson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, as the current favorite right now, uh, and after that. Obviously, Dustin Johnson, Rory, uh, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka. Uh, not seen anything. I don't believe I see Tiger on the board yet. Uh, nothing on Tiger yet. He's not on the board for the top 10 finish, so that'll be kind of interesting. Oh, here he is. Uh, he's at 3,500. Yeah, you can't count him out. <laughs> no, you never can. You never can count Tiger out. It's Tiger Woods. <laughs> but yeah, the 84th, 84th edition of the Masters. So goes back a long way, long way. Fun fact, Chris, if you didn't know this, golf used to stand for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Uh, so Why does that surprise me? And didn't they just allow ladies in Augusta like a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is absolutely crazy that women weren't allowed to play at a golf course. But hey, I don't own the course. So. Well, you heard one of the ballot measures that came in in Nebraska. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but we'll be watching that. <laughs> I'll definitely be watching the Masters. I love the Masters. Every single year I watch it, I always say I'm not going to because it's golf. But um, I love watching golf, and so do you. And and so, you know, we'll be watching the Masters. But uh, I'll probably have it on at work, too. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, well, I think the final and most important topic of the night, and this is mainly going to be your stage, of course, it's Thursday night football. We're going to preview tomorrow night's game. And before we get into it, I just want to say we just received a new notification. Uh, we now have uh, three total players that are added to the COVID list for San Francisco, including wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. 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 Thank you. Uh, or, tackle. Sorry, no. No. Ayuk. Ayuk. Thank you. Uh, tackle uh, Trent Williams. Yep. And that's included with wide receiver Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean, you know, Packers are coming off the upsetting loss at home to the Vikings. Um, mm-hmm. puts them at five and two. 49ers are sitting at an even 500 at four and four. So definitely not the team that they were last year, but you have to account injuries into that. So but, this year, are for, especially for San Francisco, are just so heartbreaking. 
almost to the point. But the thing is, is I still don't count the 49ers out because they have an incredible coaching staff. Robert Sala, their defensive coordinator, is probably one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in the game. He's all season long, even as he's lost guys because of injury or what have you, he's been able to plug players in and they still play at a high level. The offense is is kind of what's holding them back, if you will. Um, but yeah, with them not having Brandon Ayu, Trent Williams, uh, Jaquiski Tart, Tevin Coleman is likely out for the game. Raheem Mostert's on the IR. Debo Samuel, like you mentioned earlier, he's out for two weeks, so he's out for this week. Uh, of course, uh, 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 Jimmy G is going to miss at least six weeks uh, with a high ankle injury, and then George Kittle is out eight weeks with a broken bone in his foot. So the offensive side of the of the ball for the 49ers is going to be banged up. I mean, we're talking third and fourth string wide receivers are probably going to be playing. But the Packers have their own fair share of people that are out. Um, Aaron Jones actually just a little bit ago was upgraded to questionable, uh, which is huge, even if he can get some snaps, that he's at least on the field a little bit. Um, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, their number two and number three back, are out with COVID protocol. Well, A.J. Dillon tested positive. Jamal Williams did not, but because he's been with Dillon, he has to be out. Uh, so that means Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams are going to split snaps in the backfield. Expect a lot of motion, uh, as Green Bay's been doing all season, but expect a lot of motion with Tyler Irvin. Uh, Dexter Williams is a big back, uh, and he's not a bad back. He just doesn't ever play. I mean, it's hard when you're playing behind Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon but, and Tyler Irvin. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully – uh, Green Bay is able to run the ball enough to set up the play-action pass and the sweeps and jet motions uh, that they like to do while holding off the 49ers pass rush. In my opinion, for Green Bay to win this game is if Aaron Jones comes back. I think if you have a solid running back that can come in, and yes, he might not have 100% of his workload, uh, but I think if you have a veteran back in the in your backfield, I think you can walk away and win this game. You need your defense to step up on a very weak offense right now. Uh, and I think if Green Bay's defense does not step up, it's a possibility that San Francisco gets to walk away with a win. Who do you think starts behind center for San Francisco, Mullins or Beathard? Oh, it's Mullins. He's already been announced. He gets to start. But I don't disagree with you on the defense. Green Bay's got to step up, and they have to tackle. Um, that's the two games that they lost this year uh, to Tampa Bay and and Minnesota – they did not tackle, and they almost lost to the Saints because they couldn't tackle. Uh, now, the 49ers running backfield for tomorrow night's game is nowhere near the backfield for Minnesota or the Buccaneers but uh, because of injury. But uh, uh, they're, they're going to have to step up. They have to play better. Green Bay doesn't ha- really have much for injuries on the defense. Some. I shouldn't say they don't. Uh, they're going to miss Kamal Martin. Uh, that rookie lining, linebacker from uh, Minnesota who's done really good. That's the Golden Gophers, by the way, not the Vikings, Minnesota Golden Gophers. But um, um, he's out for the same reason because he was around A.J. Dillon. So he's out for COVID protocol. Um, uh, Kevin King is still going to be out, the corner. He's still out. Um, Darnell Savage, the safety, uh, he's questionable, I do believe. So if the Packers want to win this game, uh, it's going to be, I think the MO is feed Devontae. I know the 49ers are going to be trying to cover Devontae and doubling him as much as they can because of their injuries and, and, and the lack of strength they have now on both sides of the ball. But you got to find a way to get Devontae involved, and I think you have to find a way to get Devontae at least 80 to 90 yards receiving, uh, maybe with a touchdown or two. <clears throat> on the other side of that, uh, the tight ends for Green Bay are going to have to be a big – big um, uh, factor in this game. 
they have been all season long. Uh, in fact, I believe there's three, if not four tight ends for Green Bay that all have at least one touchdown catch. So that's that's big. Uh, but but in the middle of the field, when you're not going to be able to run the ball, you have to be able to pass it for seven, eight, nine yards. And that may be where your tight ends come in right there in the middle of the field. They're big bodies. Um, so so utilize them if it were me. Uh, could be a good game. Could be a good game. Uh, or, or my Green Bay Packers could come out and, and look like they did the last two times against the San Francisco 49ers and, and not really be able to do much. But uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, I am excited for the game. Uh, I know San Francisco's banged up, obviously, but if Green Bay can come away with this win, go up to six and two, um, that's just going to help their cause for the lead in the North, the NFC North. Uh, hold on to that lead. Uh, it still only keeps them one game up from the Bears, but uh, uh, anything you can do to stay up in the North uh, is crucial. So they got to win this game. They have to win this game. Uh, you know, speaking of the NFC North, I don't think Chicago wins another game this year the way they're playing now. I just think that they're finally showing that they are Chicago. <laughs> um, Detroit could make a nice, decent fight. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota is officially out of it. I just don't think, unless Minnesota goes on a hot streak and wins every game for the rest of the year, possible, but I don't think it will happen. Um, I think Green Bay can write its own destiny with this win here, and uh, that's what they have to do. And I think they're in the perfect situation to get that win. The issue is is Green Bay still has four division games to play. They've so is Minnesota. The yeah, they've played the Vikings twice now. And the Lions once. So you have three left. Three, three sorry. Left. Sorry, yes, three. So those are big games. You know, we play the Bears twice. Um, I think Green Bay can win those games. I'm not too worried about the Bears' offense. So uh, the defense would be what would be able to hold Green Bay back, but I just don't think the Bears' defense has enough firepower to stop the weapons on offense that Green Bay has. I'm being a bit of a homer when I say that, but if you look at the stat sheets and you just watch the games <clears> – <throat> Uh, I, I like I like Eddie Jackson, the safety for the Bears, and I like Fuller, the corner for the Bears. Um, so expect those two when the Bears and uh, Bears and Packers do play. Expect those two to really uh, heavily cover Adams. But Green Bay should be able to win both of those games, and I think they'd be able to probably beat uh, uh, the Lions and go five and one in the division this year and uh, take the division again. But it all starts tomorrow night against the 49ers because if you lose that game, that's two games in a row you've lost. Now you're down to five and three. Your record's not looking as good as it does right now as opposed to if you would get to six and two. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm nervous. But uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, I, I just think that this could be a very, very contentious game for the NFC, too. Everyone will be watching it to see what happens, especially for Green Bay. Uh, I think the Niners, with the injuries they have, I think it's time to just count them out this year. Yes, defending NFC champions, but I just their injuries have hurt them too much this year. I just don't think there's any way for them to come back. Uh, so I think if Green Bay comes out and wins this game, and they win in a dominating fashion, it makes Seattle not look as strong as Seattle is, because Seattle only won that game by 10 points. Right. Now, <clears throat> that's the thing with the NFL, though, is it's any given Sunday. You can come out and play really, really, really good one week, and you come out the next week, and you look like shit. You look and like poop. A team will scheme differently. They'll watch, you know, I think that's probably a lot of what Minnesota did um, 
against Green Bay this last week is they went back and watched the Tampa Bay game and see and to see, okay, how did Tampa Bay handle Green Bay so easily? Now, Tampa Bay was able to shut down Green Bay's passing offense for the most part, not shut it down, but it wasn't what it had been all season long. Um, so when you shut down pass, then you're forced to run and they know you're going to run. So it doesn't go as well. The thing with Minnesota, I think they took a look at Green Bay's defense and said, well, we've got this stud Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Let's just give it to him 150 fucking times and let, and let him go off for 220 yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different game. We've already covered that game, but but I think that plays into it. So if the 49ers want to do that, I think their best bet is to go look at what happened against Minnesota and say, okay, we want to run the ball. We know we don't have the running backs of power like we did earlier in the season or last year, but we still want to run the ball. Green Bay hasn't changed on defense. In fact, Green Bay got nobody in the trade line. So dead trade line. So <clears throat> go look and see what Green Bay did against run defense and, and run the ball at the same time. I think Green Bay is going to expect that they're going to try and rush the passer a lot because they are down some people. Uh, so I think Green Bay has to get the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands fast. Just take your deep shots when you can, uh, but get the ball to your playmakers and let them get six or seven or eight or nine yards. And, and if you can get six yards of play, uh, it's a first down every two plays and you can move the ball down the field. That's not realistic. You can't get six yards of play every single time. But uh, if you can average six yards of play, I think Green Bay comes out victorious. Uh, but it should be a good game. I'm excited, uh, but we'll just have to see. Bold prediction. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to give you a few here. I think Green Bay wins it. I'm going to give Green Bay the win by um, – I'll go 10 or less. Because seven or less is hard because it's only a touchdown. Could be a touchdown or a late field goal. It's tough. Um, I'd like to think Green Bay is going to win by more than a field goal. Um, so I'm going to give them – they're going to win by 10 or less. I think Rodgers has three touchdown passes. I don't think he's going to have four. I don't think he's going to have five. I think he has three. And I think Devontae only catches one touchdown pass, and the other two touchdown passes go to um, tight ends. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's my bold prediction. That's a good one. I'll take that one. That's a good bold prediction. I'll make sure to get those down. We'll recap them in the next episode. Uh, but uh, on that note, it is a short one tonight, guys. Uh, not much going on on our side of the world here as well. You know, everyone's obviously paying attention to what's going on. Uh, so please make sure that we thank you for voting if you're able to vote. Yes. Uh, you did your part as a civic duty. Um, you know, obviously we're watching this play out. Could be the next couple of days before we find out who is the next president or continued president of this United States. Um, but on that note, guys, we want to say thanks so much for catching us for a short one tonight. We have our big recap coming up for week nine uh, on Friday. So make sure you catch that. Uh, but on that note, we want to say good night. Take care. Have a good one.